0: hello and welcome to another edition of the touchline here with myself on this lovely tuesday evening i am not alone today i do have a full panel you guys have no idea how excited i am to see all these beautiful faces that are popping up on our screens right now we have the ever-present mr vince underscore underscore 92 hi sir how are
1: you (laughs) <laughs> and the crowd goes well. Yeah, yeah. Good, <laughs> good, to be, good to see you. Always good to see you I'm on a Tuesday. And obviously we're joined by two fine professionals who are well-educated. Here we go. Introduce them.
0: You'd, you'd swear they got the memo because even who the F is <laughs> went and got a haircut Joe. He's, he's like, you know, those Euro players and they know they got a big game coming up. He came with the fire. Let me move on to the next guest, Dewey, the Original. How are you doing
2: tonight?
3: Hey, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Um, happy to be here, happy to speak football. Hopefully not hear mm-hmm. nonsense come out of Vince's mouth as it usually does. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> we hope
0: we make it out of here tonight safely. We are talking the Euros. Started off as 24 teams, we are now into the semi-finals this past weekend, the casualties of the weekend. Belgium, Czech mm. Republic, Ukraine as well as what else up? what else went out? What else went out? I'm struggling. Dwayne, how is this? How's the tournament been so far for you?
3: I I genuinely think that these Euros have been somewhat of the most exciting um Euros. I mean, stats-wise, I I think just just one of the stats, for example, in, in previous Euros there's only ever been nine own goals. At this Euros there's been 10. We've been Ten. In gold. <laughs> fly in and out which is unprecedented because normally we used to world cups where it's one nils one nils one nils one mm-hmm. one and now we're seeing five threes we're seeing players perform who we didn't expect to i think yeah. jeremy doku in in the last game um, where belgium played italy just showed himself to be the best Belgian player mm-hmm. on the pitch and he was playing with de Bruyne and then so i think uh it's been fantastic i think it's just purely been fantastic the upsets are also fantastic so
0: yeah, um, Vince, with regards to what just Dwayne said, anything to add there? I mean, he spoke about a talent that most of us only discovered this weekend in Doku. So, you know that tournaments that, such as these always, you know, bring out those amazing players such as the Harmus Rodriguez of the world um, back all those years back then. How are you thinking yeah, think, now? What's this tournament doing?
1: I think that's the juxtaposition that you find yourself when you go and deal with international tournaments, that... You mm. you are always looking out for that breakout star for that tournament, but then a yeah. the complete paradox. You always find the players that you have so much kind of like weight and expectation on actually yeah. not coming to the party. So that's a complete paradox that I, I think we found ourselves in for these specific years. Mm. And look, it, it's it's really exciting in terms of the goals aspect, and you know, and and the the fact that you know there's a, a little transfer window also happening while the while while the games are going on has made that uh. exciting. The fact that the fact that there were three teams going through instead of two in the group phase, that was also exciting. You know, the fact that you know yeah. this could have potentially been um, I want to say open and inverted commas, closed, closed and inverted commas, the both last international um, tournament, that was also a point of contention. So it's actually mm-hmm. really had everything. Um yeah. but it's also been very interesting how the the teams that we put so much expectation on in terms of yeah. really, in terms of getting to the last four. Are nowhere to be found and teams that have been calling for it coming home for maybe the past two decades are essentially <laughs> and i don't know if i can take it, <laughs> yeah, w- on, it is- what Euro euros actually
0: <laughs> shout out to sandila malinga thank you and chad we saw you down there we saw you we don't know what's going on no. with Gamal, but we'll continue the conversation on his behalf. Dwayne, I want to talk semis, man. Yep. We are talking semis. It's Tuesday night, 9 p.m., the first semi final. Whew, what a big game! What a I... big game. Italy and Spain.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's. It's a first for, for a lot of people to think of Spain as being very deep underdogs in a match. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. which they exactly are. I think this this Italian side is so well gelled. They've got mm-hmm. they they've just got a chemistry to them. They also have this thing that I don't think any other Euro team has at the moment, which is flair. And like they're like they, they playing like it's playground football, like Insigne and Chido and Jorginho there in the middle are playing like it's playground football at the moment. And they're just doing what they need to do. And I think the Spanish, they're not as well gelled. I think they're also gonna run out of steam. I think they, their best player this tournament has probably been Pedri and he's yeah. eventually having to run out of that steam as well um mm. i just don't think they have it in them to survive in uh, against the italians where you've got killini and bonucci at the back who are an unbreakable wall at the moment and they have an that Morata. he shoots and he just misses so w- there's no goal <laughs> for the spanish so what do they have i, I don't know what they have hey, hey, that Morata comment was very personal because we all know what he did for That's the amazing. blues
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, this, I want to um, take this conversation to you. He added, you know, Italy had this flair, Spain are lacking because Spain haven't technically won a game in 90 minutes besides the one game they did. What do you think they need to be doing differently in this semi-final to get over the Italians?
1: Not looking at an 18-year-old need to go and do everything. That's what they need to be doing. Okay? Yeah. I, know, yeah. I know D says... Um, he's gonna run out of ideas, but that is actually what—that's what you, what you give an 18-year-old coming to a tournament who actually everyone believes in. He's not gonna run out of steam. Okay, he's gonna play himself to the very, very last bone. The thing mm-hmm. with Spain, though, is that if—I mean, also isn't really just like you can kind of like you know look at the highlights. It really is an eye test in the sense that. Which team was dominating the game, which team was putting in all the chances, where were the key passes coming from? Where were the opportunities coming from? Was there was there space to be exploited within um, um, within the within the field and everything the sort? And I feel that Spain have been somewhat unlucky in many respects. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like it's gonna take you know one moment of Spain to think just like click together and back to that to that dominated football in 20, 2008 eight, two thousand and twelve. But yeah. But I will absolutely agree and say that this Porto Azuri team that we've got right now is really, really special. I would go so far as saying this team might be better than the 2006 World Cup winning team. That's how far I'm gonna go because look at Bonucci and Chiellini at the back, 5 and 36, plethora of experience. The pace uh-huh. are there, but they don't they don't need to be pacey because essentially. We talk about like a defensive diagonal. The whole team defends. The whole team attacks. The whole team possession, and just yeah, it's a flair up front as well. You know what I mean? Like back Mm -hmm. then, it was they have everything. It was was, everything. Look, after me, I look at the Italian Italian team and I fear them. Lorenzo Insigne has always been special, but man, Mm. I didn't know he was that special. That special. Out out north, northwest, it was delicious. So yeah. um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. We don't know I wanna, what's going to happen. I, go,
0: well, I feel like I know. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to Dweezy because you said something and his face changed. So I want to yeah. give him an opportunity to talk about yeah. that. What was it that got you, Dweezy? <laughs>
3: yeah, I just... I, I don't think this Italian team is better than the 06 team. Um, that's ah. just that's the one thing I won't agree with. Um, I think that 06 team was fantastic. Um, I just know that... I, I don't think that Spain has the, the mechanism... Enough. To be able to pinpoint the weakness in this Italian side. I think after Spinozola got injured in the last game, it made them vulnerable at that left-back position with Emerson coming in. He hasn't had a lot of game time. He hasn't had a lot of experience mm. on field kind of stuff. I think it's a it's a position mm. to exploit. But do they have the player to exploit that position? Koke not really doing anything in the midfield to open up those wide players. You're not having mm. the wide players doing what they should be doing. They don't have a trusted strike in the middle, which means the wingers would rather yeah. cut in than play work. the ball in Murata's or, or form. So they they just they don't have what it takes to exploit the weakness. I think. It's just, it's gonna be a walkover, and I that's all I wow. wow. Ooh,
0: wow. If there's one thing these know. euros have saved, no. <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, used- we said that game was gonna be a walkover
3: as well. And then, yeah,
0: Gamo, are you back with us? Hello,
1: can I oh, lead no. it here? <laughs>
0: Oh, well, I wanted to say shout out to Shante who said Azuri for the win. I want to differ with you there when you said that it's a walkover. If there's something that we've learned about these Euros is that there's nothing like a walkover. You'll be 3-1 up in 80 minutes and you'll go out in penalties because somebody decided also, to have a lack of judgment.
3: We've also seen Ukraine get absolutely thumped by an English side, which Vince says isn't as good as what a lot of us think it is um mm-hmm. Where sometimes they just they, they just don't have what it takes to beat a stronger team, and yeah. with the coming home boys, I think they were able to show that walkovers are possible if the class difference is 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 big enough. Yeah, quick but one, what one. do you
0: think? We'll...
3: Yeah, I want to steal steal it
1: over here, guys. That yeah. England game was literally four headed goals, genuinely four headed goals. Four headed goals. I, 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 Einstein's exactly doing the same thing being different results how do you concede four hitters like i'm sorry like, <laughs> in and, one also, game. and also and also that that cringe that cringe thing that the the Irish fans did in um the previous euro previous world cup when they go there, stabbing so like Teams must stop that. Teams must really stop that. Stop clapping it. Stop clapping to your heart and your fans if you lost 4 0 to the English side. That should not be you like a piece of dirt. No ways. <laughs> but um, that's that's neither here nor there. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is France have themselves to blame, and I just don't think <laughs> that Italy or um, <laughs> or their opponents are going to have themselves to blame. I think they know it. They know the gravity of the situation in terms of the semi. So. Let's see how it goes. It's going to be interesting.
0: Okay, Vince, since you are so bold in predictions and whatever, how do you see this first semi-final between the Italians and Spain panning out? Do you even give the Spanish a little bit of a sniff at some victory tonight?
1: I don't give them a sniff. I give them a proper, proper chance. I go, I go, purely because I, purely because I need to go and disagree. This this can't be a whole situation of like, you know, as being, as being in the same team. No, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to the Spanish to Spain. in, in extra, extra time. time that's what i'm gonna say i
3: knew
1: it <laughs> i knew we were gonna go there
0: that's do, with, I, with, do you agree with him or no or are you come coming with um,
3: violence i i see the the italian scoring pretty early in the match um within the first 20 minutes i see them Kicking up a little bit of a storm, uh, but I, mm. by the end of this game, it's going to be 3-1. I'll give the Spanish a goal because you still can't doubt yeah. their quality, um, <laughs> but I still see it ending in 3-1. I, I, I just don't think that they have what it takes to make it through um, the semi
0: okay well that is the first semi-final that is the italians and the spanish and then also on wednesday night at 9 p.m we have the second semi-final that is england and denmark a danish side that also struggled throughout the group stages but god is glorious and gave them all the power from Christian Eriksen and his bid, and everybody else that was paying for them—they are now through to the semi-finals. I think this team has undoubtedly gone through every single emotion that the like. Euros can bring. How do you see that game panning out, Rezi?
3: Yeah, um, I I admire that Danish squad. I, mm-hmm. I I really admire them. They have fantastic tenacity. They're so they they, they after I think after the the incident with christian ericsson i think it brought a lot of them together um yeah. they backing each other up they're also backing the youngsters who have come in i mean we saw an yeah. absolute gem of a player in like damsguard um coming through uh we see like casper dolberg and them finally shining martin brathwaite even performing beyond a lot of mm-hmm. people's expectations because no one ever has expectations about brathwaite oh, um, however, <laughs> I, I think that Italian. Uh, i mean the english side is brilliant at the moment i think that they filled with a lot of uh, young kids who mm. are hungry and i i always compare them i'm, I'm a very big english fan um, I always compare them to to the years when there was your false goals and your David Beckhams and all of them lining that midfield and everyone was like, that was the golden generation. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't think they had the hunger that this team has. I think you can see um, from how Mason Mount plays football at Chelsea and how desperate he is to win trophies and all those kinds of things. I think that kind of energy comes through. I think a lot of them are mates. A lot of them are good friends. It's mm-hmm. also like playground mm-hmm. football. Um, I just think, e- even though Vince it mocks them for their head of goals, I um, like I think that's that's the way they score. I, I, I you look at the build up that leads to that headed goal. I think Sterling's positioning in the, in the mm. final to get in for for um, his goal. Um, that kind of positioning, even though it's keep on coming in from Luke Shaw, um, that's fine because that's that's their route to the goal and it's worked so far.
0: Yeah. Vince, um you heard all about it against the, you know, the English team. Uh do you wanna differ? Mm. Do you wanna add? I mean sometimes you know it's but give credit
1: when it's due, you know. <laughs> Why must I give credit? Like 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 I'm a stood on touchline now. Be the bigger person. I must apologise for loving the beautiful game, honestly. I must (laughs) apologise for for liking the slick passes. The the, the passes from the the middle of the field, in between the lines. I mustn't get tired of the (laughs) overlapping runs and the crosses into the box into Harry Kane. Come on now, I'm a football purist, okay? Um, Yeah, look, I think everybody's second team is Denmark. It is what it is, Um, for all the reasons that um, Dweezy kind of mentioned. What I will say, though, is that there's only so far that your heart can take you. Uh, so, emotions will only take you skin deep. I'm sorry. But, yes, we rode the wave. And honestly, I'm not even trying to be precocious or prestigious about it. Yeah, it's serious or whatever. But it's time for the big boys to kind of, like, go to the final, you know. And England is one of those big boys right now.
3: So, okay. for me, I think
1: the most surpri- I think the most surprising thing is that England have somewhat done this well without... Ever fielding their best lead, and that's a little bit scary for me. Um, I agree, but I, I agree, yeah. But, but but I also think it's a massive problem right now when you kind of hop into the semis and you still don't it's know amazing. what your best team is, yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, England is going to, if England are not to get the summit of it, because I don't want to say a walkover, but we really do expect them to kind of get through this. But if they don't actually, based on the team that they do get in the final. If they don't actually win that, then it's not going to be a matter of the team was the, the other team was just like that much better. It's going to be a matter mm-hmm. of England just know what their best represented force was. I think that's yeah. my biggest worry. If you've had three I, group I, games, you've had a round of sixteen, you've had a quarterfinal, and you still mm-hmm. don't know what your best team is, and you're suffering guys in and out at yeah. this stage.
3: Talks, ideal, but yeah, yeah that's I, uh, that's me. Sorry. Yeah, I think I think that it, I, Vince is right. I, I no. would give him that. Um, I think that they don't have their best team, but what they do have is the benefit of having the easiest the line to the final, which means 100%. in 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 the Ukraine game they could easily make that change at the back with walker coming in um they could easily make the change of giving sancho his first start they could mm-hmm. easily see how he pairs with mace they could have played sterling on the other side now for the first okay. time with mm-hmm. ukraine um no 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 shade to ukraine but they have that opportunity it's basically like being able to test your game in an fa cup fixture and that's what the ukraine mm-hmm. game was. and then they get to the <laughs> game and it's still not it's still not like a major side um mm-hmm. playing in any final against you which means i can i think gareth southgate has little ideas he normally has i think he can still mm-hmm. tinker with the squad a bit to try and see where it needs to go for the final i think they're lucky yeah. in that project um but then yeah my question to you would be the reason
1: why let's say i'm going to go, just draw a uh, direct correlation terms with liverpool the reason why liverpool went on on such an amazing two-year run dominance of English football as well as world football in a sense is genuinely because mm. Klopp didn't have to have those headaches it was always easy for him to kind of like build, um, put out a starting 11 or a start, mm-hmm. I mean, starting 11 and a couple of um, players on the bench and those decisions were made for him and so mm. things became less complicated because there were less headaches actually in the team selection and I feel that now because of the- Performances now that maybe Sancho is putting against um, UK- Ukraine and whoever's going to go and put in against Denmark, it really, really, really makes that final that fi- that final hump. Let's say against Italy, you know, because let's say you expect them to get there, um, bar the Spanish. Let's say now they do go and play an experienced Italian side that is very well regimented at the back, has mm-hmm. fantastic players in the middle of a political finish up front. How yeah. do you then know what your best? starting 11 is because there's no time for experimenting now it's the final but now you've had the easiest road to the final that you haven't actually been tested your last test was in the yeah. group stages so yeah. how do you
3: essentially then get over that get over that mm. I think I think Southgate's issue right now is he's balancing not talent he's balancing personality which I think he yeah. because he needs to as much as People, because it's like people were screaming for Grealish to play, he plays Grealish, everyone's happy he performs. People are screaming for Sancho to play, he plays Sancho, everyone's happy. But at the same time, yeah. he plays Sancho, everyone in the Arsenal camp was upset that Bukayo Saka wasn't starting. Everyone, mm-hmm. when he when he decides to play that that combo of Trippier in the middle with Declan Rice, decides to play Mace. Also linking up in that middle combo, everyone's like, where's Jordan Henderson? And then he's mm-hmm. constantly trying to balance these English fans while telling him what to do. I personally yeah. think we're looking to the final, and I just told you the weak spots I feel for Italy are probably down their left-back and right-back position. That team you played against Ukraine, where it was a link-up, it was a perfect link-up between Kyle Walker and Jaden Sancho. It was a perfect link-up between Sean Sterling to exploit those wings, get the balls into mm. the box, you know, Kane and going to finish it. I think that's their team. I, I hope we see that team tomorrow again. I don't hope we change it yeah. around. It. It'll be it'll be horrendous for you to try and and, and friends were saying it today. Like, oh, he'll throw ben, Chil- ben, ben Chilwell into the left back position. I was like, for what? Why? Why? So, for so why? it's got momentum. Yeah. Keep him going. Yeah. Why throw it in just because you want to give everyone a chance? I don't see that. Mm.
0: Oh, it's, apparently, it's, Chad it's, says Bukayo Saka can sit with all due respect, but you know, he has right agree with really you on hard. a lot of things.
3: He's only good he for having right. a little unicorn in the pool. I don't rate hold,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, all. Zero defense. Any disrespect against Saka is disrespect to me. Because you can't <laughs> tell me a guy that starts his first international game for England and runs it with a man of the match performance, okay, which we know mm. should have actually carried into the next game and the unfortunate part was he was injured. Otherwise, Sancho would have never touched that starting line-up. You can smile <laughs> and grin as much as <laughs> you want. You know I'm right. Bukai Bukai Sattel Sattel we'll take five
3: seasons to do what Sancho can do in our season. That's, that's what I'll leave it at. My goodness. What? Why? Denying a transfer to Manchester United? I'm
1: not going to have this conversation. fan. No, no way, hey. Not me on a Tuesday evening, hey. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you, a Chelsea fan.
3: Please don't group me in a man. Something agreed. I actually oh do my. want to pinpoint
0: is the fact that both of you guys were speaking about the final already as if Italy and England are the ones to make the final. So apparently Denmark is 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 not there because none of y'all spoke a, it, about a, it's a, anything a that Denmark could
1: do. It's <laughs> a foregone <full-band laughs> conclusion. Denmark is everybody's second team, but unfortunately the bridesmaid doesn't always get to the aisle. That's all I'm saying.
0: Okay, Michelle, I hear you. I get your chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Here on the Touchline, Dwayne and Vince do say that the Euro 2020 on the 11th of July, the finals will be Italy and England. I look forward to seeing which team no, actually no, makes no, the
1: final. No, 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 be- before you go there, I never said Italy are going. Through. He said Spain. I said he's backing I on a said, Spain. India. Spain, I'm backing Spain. Don't get Vince, my words wrong. They're two people. Here. How dare you? Let's yeah. just say
3: one thing: if you're saying yeah. Spain is going to that final, you're basically saying mm. it's coming home. So you should maybe, because the only team that's going to stop the English right now is the Italians. Because if it's Spain, England in that final, fair. It's totally for the no Spanish. fair. It's totally. that's, that's
2: a
1: fair point,
3: Vince. I'll, look, I, all I've said is that.
1: I've always said that the teams have cycles, okay, that Spain had their cycle 08 to 12. Germany had their cycle 2012-2016. Then France had their cycle 2016-2020. Maybe it's fucking time for it to come home. Okay, so (laughs) let let it come home, man, honestly. I'm there for it, genuinely. (laughs) All right. okay
0: so Vince says Spain is in the final as well as Italy and then Dwayne believes that it will be an English and an Italian final now I want us to touch on the Copa America just a little bit because that's also a competition that is ongoing right now, they too are also into the semis, Brazil booking their spot in the final just this morning at 2 o'clock, Neymar doing the things man, he dribbled past three defenders to make sure that that assist went into the back of the net, winning that game by one goal to nil and then tonight we have colombia and argentina who are you seeing the final doing do you think argentina might just um do the things
3: I don't, look, they have the greatest choker tag in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I personally just believe that it was written in the stars for this Argentina team to play against the Brazilians in the final. Um, mm-hmm. I've I watched the Colombians. I think that personally, the Peruvian side that you mentioned has been splendid. The entire Copa yes. America, the Peru side, without, without your big name stars, without even like middle name stars. Like, I mean, I can look through their team sheet right now and there's just not a single big name in that team, but they have played phenomenally. They I think there's the really other hard. way around. I think this Peru side would have given Argentina a headache. I just don't think this Colombian side is going to be giving Argentina a headache. I think they struggled themselves to get through to the semi. Um, mm. And I think this Argentina side, Messi, is he's showed up to an international tournament finally. And I yes. just think he can walk into the final. Um, but then the final is its own little cookie to crumble.
0: That's the thing. I mean, Dwayne does mention the fact that Lionel Messi has been at his best four goals, four assists. But also, Lionel Messi is also yet to sign a contract because he is a free agent. So that's another thing that's yet to come up with regards to the GOAT. And I'm going to do that because I know I'm going to get chowed on the show.
1: <laughs>
0: Vince, how do you see the Copa <laughs> America final panning
1: out? <laughs> um, I, I don't know why we would not using this word. Honestly, walk over Argentina 2-0 Messi with an assist Messi with a goal mm-hmm. and honestly personally for me love that because I want them to have a small little easy passage and easy little easy little way to the final so I can see Lionel Messi cheers one more time at an international once, a, once so, again <laughs> once again <What>? once so, yeah, again <laughs> I can't wait for the final like this is what we call a foregone conclusion we know that Argentina are going to go through but but um, I can't wait for them to go penalties again. I can't wait for Messi on the half line halfway line again. Tears, crocodile tears, whatever tears, I'll take them. Okay,
3: you're (sighs) go Vince underscore, underscore. Vince is is a hater. If Messi picks up this international (laughs) trophy, Ronaldo Stan have nothing. Because the only thing Ronaldo stands cling on to is that Ronaldo that in the he's won an road.
0: international trophy. As soon
3: as that trump card is gone, oh. the only trump card we're gonna have is oh, but the, the Copa America sucks. You know, Copa America oh, isn't no. as good. We don't even
1: get to and see it. <laughs> have Not, left. Left. Not you literally asking me about the go debate again. Not you asking me who's the only player to score 100 goals in three different top five leagues. Not you asking me this. You is don't the have to play in top oh. five leagues to be a go. Oh it's 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 my it's goodness. goodness. <laughs> Did, this, this did, all, all I'm saying is that my goat can do it in in, in different surfaces, different leagues. It, it's a little bit like the Roger Federer, Rafael, Novak Djokovic. Stage. And Novak. And, and, and this isn't touchline tennis, but all I'm saying is if you can do it in different <laughs> places, different expectations, different people around you, in, in a it. different environment, and let's talk about the commercial aspect. listen, god loves me and i was born with gifts as well but honestly <laughs> obviously god loves you now messi he was born with those gifts but i'm sorry but Cristiano ronaldos made those gifts on earth and he will forever be my goat and no one can tell Ooh. me otherwise
3: yeah that's fine this he's is your goat. This is my goat and let's keep it let's wrong. keep it that way because chad also wrong. feels
0: <laughs> that Brazil <laughs> will be losing to argentina in the final but as you guys know Since Touchline and Copa America started, I've been saying that every time Brazil has hosted the Copa America, they've gone on to win it, so that's another statistic that we're looking forward to. But tonight's semi-final, we do have Argentina who take on Colombia. That game will kick off at 2 a.m. South African time. But then now we we'll move on to all the recent transfer, and all the news that is currently trending right now. Let's start off with the Patrick Vieira one at Crystal Palace. We have a black manager in the Premier League. Everybody, <laughs> I am so happy it's official. They've announced it. Here we go.
3: <laughs> yeah. Doing, how do fine, you feel you... about that signing? I think. I think. Patrice um, has shown he's got managerial prowess. I think uh, mm-hmm. having a little bit of a stint in the French League, uh, managing there, uh, he did a fairly good job. I think mm-hmm. coming to Porto Palace, I think it's a, it's a better place for him. I think we've seen managers fall before when they decide to come to the bigger clubs um mm. so we saw frank lampard fall under that pressure we're seeing Mikel arteta falling under that pressure now at arsenal um we we just we i think this is a good opportunity for patrice also to basically play around Establish. with the squad and develop a yeah. kind of a philosophy around football that he wants to create around football i think he's also got some players in that crystal palace side um that are decent enough i mean that palace team is rather shite most of the time um, but mm-hmm. I think they're decent enough to to play around with to create something with. I think it's gonna be a good showing. Um I think there's gonna be expectations on him. I think people are gonna be harshly criticizing him. You mentioned he's the first black manager, which means everyone is gonna be pressurizing him to succeed Why? as the first black manager. Um, I think he he'll he'll be able to cope with that.
0: Oh wow, Vince, please read that broadcast there at the bottom of the right? because you are shocked breaking
1: shook. breaking Barcelona <laughs> cannot say any new signings after exceeding La Liga salary limit no Sergio Aguero no Memphis Depay no Eric Garcia no Emerson until they reduce their weight by 200 million wow it's just
0: crazy wow. when it rains it pours in oh, Barcelona yeah. I am not shocked I'm not I am not
3: shocked so that
0: focused,
1: is crazy what do you they're saying that, I, I read that article and I'm perplexed, vexed, and perturbed all at once. So, oh my goodness, this is that this is nuts. When we talk about no. domino effects, this is exactly when I, I thought that, you know Messi was staying, but now when you talk about domino, now i was like
3: saying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, we're talking they can't afford but Messi to sign now because if they want those players to come through it, it's only likely that they have to keep Messi off the wage bill,
0: yes. Exactly My question, Which creates my question a though
1: is Is that wage bill that's exceeded by 200 million, Is that already with Messi included? Because now he's a free agent Have they kind of taken that into account But that's homework we'll do after the show but yeah. that's I think incredible. they don't
0: anymore Yeah depending on yes. when that article came out I mean his contract ended on the 30th of June Today is the 5th of mm-hmm. July That is breaking news So that means Messi is yeah. technically no longer On
1: their books Love our production team bringing up that article, by the way. Yeah, shout
2: out.
0: You. Let us actually continue with the transfers. I mean, as you can see, they've been signing people left, right, and centre. In the Premier League alone today, Gunduzi left. He went to Marseille. He's there on loan for a season. I don't know how Vince feels about that because I don't know which team he supports anymore these days. Uh, Do I have to wait for August to find out whether you're blue or red? Or
3: it's a little. Should I jump in before we get to the Griezmann? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, before I'm we get to it. what you're saying about Wenduzi, because I'm actually reading an yeah, article now yeah. where Barcelona's offered Antoine Griezmann to Chelsea and they've scheduled a trial to meeting to happen soon. So I think they, they're trying their best to actually. Reduce. I think it's without Messi on their wage bill. I think exactly. they can't get any of their people <laughs> to do goodness. Yes!
1: What are you guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. goodness. What a
0: Barcelona.
1: Must be nice to be a Chelsea fan. Hey, you guys are living, hey? But, uh, <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah.
3: Wenduzi to Marseille.
1: Oh no. I, I Marseille, Bile's, yes. Well Bilez being shady though, because we're all waiting for <laughs> Macy to go and see where he's gonna go and sign. Why can't you go and wait for me to go and see where I go sign? Okay, if you can wait for, <laughs> for Macy okay. yeah. to uh, Listen I wait till okay. <laughs>
0: hi, hi,
1: hypothetically speaking, if I was supporting Arsenal, I really wouldn't care about Matteo Gundiz, because he doesn't even make my second team. That's all I'm saying. Hypothetically speaking, if I was an Arsenal fan.
0: <laughs> and Leeds United have also made a couple of sign-ins, finally making sure that Jack Harrison actually is a Leeds United player because he's been on loan there for three seasons from Manchester City. He penned down a new deal. He's now officially a Leeds player, as well as also getting another player that is Junior Firpo from Barcelona, 24-year-old fullback. Leeds are not playing this season. How do you think they're going to pan out this season, Dwayne? Have they learned from their past mistakes or... Are they going to keep letting, you know, those goals go in as, as they did last season?
3: Yeah, I think I think Leeds signing Firpo, um, he, he didn't show much quality when he was at Barcelona. At Boston, he also didn't yeah. have much opportunity when he was at Barcelona as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a moment for him to possibly show um, some quality, if any, he has. Um, but I, I just don't see this Leeds side pushing further. I think... A big signing. I, I know Elioski hasn't decided to sign a contract with the Leeds team. He didn't he, sign
0: it. He's leaving. Yeah, he's
3: he's, leaving. And he's, a, he's a very, very, he was a yeah. very fundamental yeah. part of that back four as well for that Leeds squad. So I just, it's, it depends on how Marcelo Bielsa decides to use these new signings um, to fit his kind of, like, philosophy he has uh, with with that Leeds squad.
0: Yeah. Vince, what do you think Leeds actually needed to strengthen um, with regards to the team they had last season?
1: So that left back position, Alianski Albert was was amazing. I think he left back the captain yeah. and with the number ten jersey over you know Cam or your strikers. I think yeah. that boy has to be a little bit special. But I personally like Leeds kind of remind me of Brendan Rodgers of Southampton in the sense. You know, uh, in in two thousand fourteen, twenty fifteen, you know when Southampton were well, hot and this came into the league.
0: Said, but what you've come
1: mm-hmm. to realize, your you your, your, your so I say your first year in the Premier League can be that hard. It's about your sophomore performance as well, you know the second season coming mm. in, and I just I don't particularly think that with Leeds it's actually about where they need to go in regiment. High fast break. Um, I don't. Think
2: about <laughs> how,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, but, but just to go and put a little a little cloud burning, Fast break. You couldn't just now say now high, high okay? You have to be fast break as <laughs> the entire. Team. It's, 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 her name is Lady Fast Break, but yeah. So I just think that. It's not a matter of where they need to go and strengthen. I just think it's a matter of taking the experience into next season. It's about Marcelo Bielsa not being naive Mm. in his ideas. Because Marcelo is also, he's not a very reactionary manager. He's more proactive. But in the Premier League, you've got to have a balance of being proactive as well as being reactionary to what another team is doing. And I feel like he's been a bit naive in his tactics at times.
3: Also, the one thing yeah. that I noticed about Bartolo Bielsa, he had to see, because I also, I, I get to watch the championship because I have Sky um, that comes through, to to my place. And the one thing was the championship. No, it's just because UK connections, you know. Um, But the one thing with the, the championship is when Bielsa was playing with that lead squad in the championship. They were phenomenal yeah. because he, he was unapologetic about his style of managerial. Yeah. 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 He, he was unapologetic about fully researching um, the the teams even if it goes as far as the spy gate he was fully su- sure about exactly how we technically break teams down and how we technically play um, mm-hmm. And he sort of lost a little bit of that coming into Premier League because I think when when he suffered a few losses in a in a row or if in he a suffered row. a few ups here or he suffered a few in- injuries, it's almost like mm-hmm. he was he was scrapping instead of just being like let's just go and play the football. I know how my team should play football. Mm-hmm. I think he just yeah. needs some of that that mm-hmm. Marciali also charisma back. And I think mm-hmm. I think that these squad will be safe this season, um, but I don't think they're going to be causing upsets like they were doing.
0: Uh, I wanna go. You can't come to someone's house and misbehave. so <laughs> and then when you start telling us how she came
2: are you going?
0: Um, and then another transfer or transfers rather that I want to in touchline off with, it is a PSG getting all those signings, man. PSG is not playing. I don't know what it was about last season, but they're not playing. We're all still waiting that Sergio Ramos move. It hasn't been made permanent. We don't know what's happening there, as well as the Hakimi move as well. How do you think PSG are going to pan out, especially, um, Vince, in the Champions League? Because we know that's the one trophy they are all pushing for.
1: I th- Honestly, PSG, guys, we all know if they manage to keep what they have up front and now having regimented how they have in terms of... Because with PSG, it's really not about... You know the the players on the field. There's lacking one thing, and that's honestly just the experience in being able to get mm. into that final hurdle. I feel. Mm. Um, I think yeah. if, if you're looking if you're looking at Neymar and you're looking for you know someone to go and galvanize the team, I don't think Neymar is that person. I think Neymar's one who's going to give you brilliant moments on the pitch or whatever. But if I'm looking for a leader, you know, after losing Etienne silver as well, but now facing in Sergio Ramos on, um, mm. um, you know what I mean um, now, yeah. now pers- personnel there are familiar We, you, you have coach from Spurs that I'll go and discuss another day but that I, that I, that I feel can get them over the line but <laughs> I do feel that if they don't get it done and I, I actually fear for PSG because I feel like they've had you know Mbappe for and I wouldn't even say if, I, they, they haven't had him for his prime years because Mbappe's prime is still going to be in years to come. still coming. It's still coming. But, it's still coming. But, but, That's scary. Yeah. But, it's so but scary But what to I say. do... But, I mean, uh, is it even scary if he, if he couldn't even perform in a in an in a international tournament? Conversations for another day. But I will say that if they manage to go and... Because Mbappe is a little bit of a worry right now. He might be leaving um back Ponce, yeah, the Yeah, because he hasn't signed a new contract. Do, exactly. Neymar's there, he's inked himself down. Um, there are rumours of that of that guy from Argentina, but we'll talk about that for a- another day. But I do feel that if PSG keep what they have right now and bring in what they've just brought in right now, that side Man. is going to be dangerous, you know. No one needs to go and trade. You know, interesting Gay. he's amazing. He's in the middle of the park, amazing. Yeah. Rabio goes in. Well, Rabiot's nothing. Rabiot fled over to Juve, obviously. But, I mean, yeah, it's is going to be interesting too, next season. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Big fan of PSG. Now that they have Neymar down, they've got a, a, an amazing personality in Ramos and leadership there. So, there's no reason why they can't
0: get over their spirit. Dweezy, you have a
3: question there.
0: You have a question. The, right? I
3: support Chelsea. I support Chelsea. But let me, let me add to what, to what Vince was saying about Paris Saint-Germain. I think the one thing they were also lacking last year, and it showed with them losing League I think it showed with them not being able to reach another Champions League final and and possibly win it, is that when their superstars like Kylian Mbappé or when Neymar decided to go on a gold route, um, they, didn't else have, did they didn't have anyone to actually pull through properly and, and mm-hmm. secure the bag. I think they, they also need to be more sure in defence. I think Ramos gives them... I am still to this day extremely angry that Ashraf Hakimi is not in a Chelsea shirt because if there is, if there is any enough. player... No, but if there is any player who plays in that left-back position or that left-wing-back position who is able to not only make sure your team scores, but also contribute to that tally himself, it it's Ashraf Hakimi. And it's, it's yes. what he showed in, in, in Inter Milan for that entire Serie A season last year. The moment at yes. which you saw Lukaku maybe going off the rails, or Lord Toro Martinez going off the rails, Ashraf Hakimi said, don't worry, I'll deliver. And, and that, actually is so valuable for a squad that sometimes struggles or has an over-dependency on two or three players. Because I think that's what PSG has. Those players, mm. it's almost like, oh, we don't really have to, like, shine out of ourselves because Neymar will kickstart. But when he doesn't kickstart and you're not playing as well, who plays? What happens? And I think that's yeah. what I think can do that.
0: Okay, let me give Michelle a chance because you can see Michelle is shying away in the corner. Let's give him attention. Yes, Michelle.
1: Uh, listen, I'm so sick and tired of being uh, being being a side piece here. You guys are having a conversation. Okay. <laughs> but, hey, to answer the question, too many egos in the PSG? I might think so, but apparently the right manager gets rid of the egos and he managed to unite dressing room. I'm not too sure if the Spurs manager. I'm going to always refer to Carl and to. Um, what's him called? As the, as the Spurs manager because he hasn't done anything to go and deserve that job. But. At what stage, you Chelsea fans, because you, you know when, when someone feels out, like in, in the podcast, it's me right now. These guys are both Chelsea fans and you guys are really stroking each other over Chelsea. Guys, <laughs> at a stage, you guys need to also talk about how it's tiring. You guys really want to buy everything. Everything. Gen- you guys are yeah. signing. Yes. Rest. I'm speaking. When You'll notice. <laughs> okay. Last season, you guys brought in five players. Pardon the French, or pardon, I want to say five fucking players, guys. That you started your Champions League final, genuinely. And then now you're going to come on here and tell me that the player you need is the player to replace who you bought last season and been too well.
3: No. I mean, I yes, a, man, come on. No, but I have yes. the teammate can fluctuate. He can move to the other side. No.
1: What you guys are not going to do is you guys are not going to come here and go and say Manchester City is ruining football because all they do is buy players. Then PSG are doing the same. Then this team you guys are literally every <laughs> single <laughs> season. Oh, who's that? A starlight, a star. Let's go and Ram buy niak. it, guys. We're tired of ni- money. Come on now, come on now, dude. It's Let, literally the same. This is why the exactly, pause break and Tasha need to amount. We me to have a salary cap because we're tired of Chelsea eating everything. When you guys don't win a league, you go damn and buy it. I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm speaking and and. and neutral not even an arsenal fan but i'm tired guys I'm it's just because tired, they don't have guys,
3: arsenal man. doesn't have pull in the transfer market anymore that's the only thing we have players yeah. who actually want to join our club um okay. I, it's awesome.
1: I would go and rather ah. win the champions league than win the epl to go and ask the answer you l- lady pass break it doesn't matter where they end up in the cha- in the premier league they're winning just the, the, the champions league, league. They won the damn Champions League twice this decade and the
0: Europa League once. I'm tired. twice. Get that stat right.
1: Come on. Yes.
0: Get that stat (laughs) right. Gentlemen, to end off the show, I want us to talk about something that we all can agree on and something that we are all proud of because Tembi khatane has signed a new deal with Atletico de Madrid. She signs from Ayaba on a two-year deal that will see her being in Madrid until 2023. This woman is phenomenal. She's incredible. And she's had such a lovely season at Ayaba. I look forward to seeing her journey in Atletico Madrid colors. And with that said, that is how we end off over- touchline here tonight. For everybody that started the podcast with us, that is Chad and the likes of Gabo. Thank you so much. You know, we hope we didn't waste your Wi-Fi. And for those that stayed till the very very end. That is Mr. Vince underscore underscore 92. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> and to our new I, I, I,
0: I, I, I you enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> and to our new vanilla friend, that is Dwayne Original. That is Dwayne funvake What are your Instagram handles again? Dwayne it's
3: Dwayne. just at Dweezy Original, Dweezy J Original on Twitter.
0: Yeah. There you heard it here first. That has been the touchline here tonight. Please do enjoy the games that are coming up. It is the first semi-final tonight. That is Italy as well as Spain, and then in Wednesday night's semi-final, it is England and Denmark. Until we meet again from the final on the 11th of July, my name is Guaro Lady Poco for the touchline.
1: We're out. It's coming home. <laughs>